What's up, streamers? What's up, downloaders? What y'all got on my podcast? Oh, y'all got something. Y'all a bunch of high rollers. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Big G, and I'm back with a brand new episode of See It Again for the first time. And yes, I know I've been gone for a little bit, but while I was gone, I was sitting down and I was chilling and I was watching Friday. And it was funny because actually during this little hiatus, I had a lot of people telling me you should do Friday for the next episode of See It Again for the first time. So, of course, it felt like here we go. Perfect timing. So when I was watching the movie and I had a lot of questions and observations come to my mind. Now, one of the big questions was, why do we love Friday so much? But this time I decided, you know what? I'm going to ask the people. And I made sure to ask a diverse demographic because I wanted people from different walks of life to tell me why they love Friday. And there was a consensus. There was one answer that I kept getting from everyone. And so I have decided that I'm going to relay this answer to you guys by taking a look at the central character, Craig, played by Ice Cube, who also co-wrote the film with DJ Pooh, who y'all know as Red. I was tripping, man. You want me to ask for my bike back? You know I wouldn't trip. In the movie Friday. Now we're going to explore Craig's relationships with the other characters throughout this movie. And we're also going to go over some other questions and observations that I had as I was watching the movie. And in this way is how I'm going to relay that answer that I got from everyone. Now, the relationships that I'm going to focus on is going to be, one, his parents. Boy, bring your ass off up in here. What you talking about? You wait till I come out. I smelt your shit for 22 years. Now you can't smell mine for five minutes. Two, the neighborhood beauty that he had a crush on. Hey, hey. Three, the neighborhood bully. That's my boy, punk. Yeah. And four, the neighborhood jokester who was also his best friend. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. You know, that one friend that's always getting you in trouble. So we're going to explore those relationships. Now, just about everything we need to know about Craig's relationship with his parents happens at the beginning of the movie. And also, this is where I have my first observation. Why does the movie Friday feel like Saturday when it first starts? When the movie starts, the music that is playing. Come on, man. That is that Saturday morning vibe. Now, by the way, the soundtrack to Friday was dope. It actually was number one on the Billboard charts. And Mary Jane by Rick James. Well, this is the first movie that that song has ever played in. So, yeah, again, why did Friday have a Saturday morning vibe? From the music it was being played, from the Jehovah Witnesses waking Craig up at 837 in the morning. I don't know where y'all from, but where I'm from, Jehovah Witness only show up on Saturday mornings. Also. Side note, when Craig wakes up, he's wearing the same outfit that Doughboy has on in his last scene in Boys in the Hood, which is perfect because the late great John Singleton is the person that inspired and encouraged Ice Cube to write his first film, which we all know as Friday. His sister Dana trying to keep her head up so her track won't come out. Now, we all know black women get their hair done mostly on Friday night, so that would have been a Saturday morning. That she would have been trying to hold her head up so that that track would stay in, even though it fell out anyway. Craig Mama up in the morning making a Saturday morning breakfast. Come on, man. Pancakes, steak, eggs, potatoes. Come on. That's a Saturday morning breakfast, y'all. That's not Friday morning. But that brings us back to the relationship with Craig's parents. His mama didn't offer that boy none of that breakfast, did she? And that is because 
around this time in our lives is usually when our parents let us know how they truly feel about us. And that is they don't like us. They love us, but they don't like us. And you know why? Because they want us off their payroll. You know why? Because they want their life back. They want us out of the house. That's why Pops is on his head. The word today is job. J-O-B. Honestly, this is how you have to treat your children. Or they will be in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. Eating up all the food. So yes, parents out there, you can take a tip from Craig's parents. When your children are adult age, they should no longer feel comfortable in your house. Unless you want them there forever. But they're still offering Craig plenty of guidance. Pops throughout the movie offers Craig's guidance. You win some, you lose some. But you live, you live to fight another And look day. at Craig's mom. She's still trying to hook him up with some advice on game. You know what your problem is. You have no game. <laughs> Which brings us to the next relationship. The neighborhood beauty that everyone had a crush on. Now, Craig's only problem was he already had a girlfriend, Joy. Yeah, well, let me tell you what. You just tell the bitch whoever she is. When I catch her, I'ma be the ass. Now, there were some differences between Debbie, played by Nia Long, and Joy, played by Paula J. Parker. Now, Joy was the type of girl who would throw around false accusations all the time. She was constantly accusing Craig of stuff. Now, what I want you to notice, while she's accusing him, there is a dude laying down in her bed. Pick up on that. So there's big differences. And meanwhile, you got Debbie who gets up every morning and jogs to take care of herself. And in that scene is where we find out about Craig's first possible job opportunity. And we also find out that smoke like older women. Poor mama. Yeah. Older the bear, the sweeter the juice. Debbie's also the kind of girl that hook your boy up with a good girl, even though she knows. You knew she was bald hair. You knew she had no damn hair. <laughs> but that's neither here or there. She still is the kind of girl that will hook your boy up. See, Debbie is smart, funny. She had goals. So, of course, Craig had a crush on her. And she was also the kind of girl that was strong enough to stand up to Debo. Which brings us to the next relationship. Are oh, you want to make two man? Huh? No. The neighborhood bully. Now, throughout the movie, Debo harasses smoking Craig. It starts with getting Smokey to break into Stanley's house. He also threatens Craig with bodily harm if he doesn't perform the job of lookout while they're breaking into Stanley's house. You won't get involved. I'm going to knock your ass out too. Which brings me to another observation and question. How come Stanley did not know that Smoke and Debo broke in his house? Because when they break in, you hear all kinds of things breaking and smashing in the background. How he going to walk in the house and not see none of that? Anyway, he then punked Smoke out of the $200 that they just came up on. Hell yeah. Got about $200, huh, Debo? I got about $200. We later find out that he steals Red's bike and takes Red's chain. Then my grandmama gave me that chain. We also get some background history and find out there was a time when Debo choked Craig out in Smoke's backyard, which led me to another observation later in the movie. Smoke had a backyard. Why didn't he take a dump in the backyard instead of the side of the house? If he would did it in the backyard, Ezel wouldn't have seen him, and Ezel wouldn't have been able to offer up his services. Between me and you, man, when you're done, I clean all that shit up for you for two dollars. But back to Debo. We find out that he hits Felicia 
And then later in the movie, he hits Debbie, which leads us to that final confrontation of Craig against the neighborhood bully. Now, because of his crush on Debbie, he had to step in. But I got a question and another observation. Craig, why you keep on grabbing Debo big ass, man? You hit him with a punch and then you try to grab him. Man, you know you can't tussle with nobody that damn big. And Craig ends up picking up a brick and hitting him in the side of his head. Now, I did always wonder like, okay, why were we okay with Craig using sticks and trash cans and bricks to take the bully down? Again, Craig's parents, like I said, constantly giving that man guidance. I'm telling you, his mama told him one time, if somebody messing with you, pick up a brick and hit him in the head. Now, I'll tell you who was happy that Craig hit that man in the head with a brick. Ezel, who gets to steal Debo's shoes. Red, who gets to get his chain back and his bike. And Smoke, who's actually able to get that $200 that they took from Stanley, and now he can pay Big Worm back. Which leads us to the last and final character and relationship that we're going to explore that Craig had. The neighborhood jokester slash troublemaker. The friend that's always getting you into some kind of trouble or some mess. Smokey. Smoke dog, baby. Remember that shit. <laughs> Smoking since I was two. Played by Chris Tucker, who actually steals this film and movie. And let's be honest, is one of the big reasons why we love this movie. Now, director Gary F. Gray, who has previously worked with Cube on the music video. Today was a good day. Actually lobbied for Chris Tucker to play the role. At that point, they were first looking at better known actors for the role like Chris Rock and Tommy Davidson, but director Gary F. Gray was so impressed with Chris Tucker's ability to ad-lib that he had to have him in the movie. Now, he was so good at it to the point where crew members had to be asked to either leave the set or not pay attention or listen to what he was saying because they were constantly laughing and stopping their ability from recording the film. That's how funny Chris Tucker was. I be quiet, but when he leave, I be talking again. Now, the character Smokey. It's safe to say that all the issues and problems that they get into that day, that notorious Friday, is because of Smokey's one problem. What I'm tripping on is how you gonna sell, bud, and you smoke. I don't know. That's my only problem. And because of that problem, of course, he pulls Craig in it. All right, man, he said we don't pay him by 10 o'clock. He gonna bust a cap in both our ass, nigga. We need to pay him, man. Crazy, man. Let's stick together. Which led them to O. The neighborhood drug dealer, $200. Now, despite this predicament, Craig and Smokey actually had a pretty good day. And this relationship obviously is the core of the entire movie. Obviously, all the hijinks from the moment Smokey enters the scene and tears Craig's curtain on the window, them lifting weights outside, watching Debbie run by, Smokey's mom sending him to the store with a dollar, Smokey tearing up his chucks, trying to put the pinto in part. Chasing down Chris, who's knocking over trash cans, chilling in the house, raiding the refrigerator, watching music videos, kicking back, watching everybody come home from school and work. Smoke getting locked outside the house. I don't know how he forgot his keys on two different occasions. Now, chilling with Smokey, like I said earlier, also got them into a little bit of trouble. If you listen to my promo, you know that I said one of the big questions that I had, other than why do we love Friday so much, is why did Craig and Smokey continue to ask to borrow $200 to pay back Big Worm? Let me walk you through. Now, the scene at the ice cream truck, Big Worm asked Smoke to count out his money. 20. 
40, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140. That's $100. So exactly, that's $100. So if you got $100, you only need $100 to pay the man back. So why did you guys keep asking for $200? Also, when Hector rolls up, Craig tells him to go sell that, don't he? I know he had to sell him at least a dub, so that's 120. Now all y'all need is $80, but yet y'all still asking for 200. Also, if Craig just got fired, where's his last check? Craig should have been going that Friday morning to get his last check, then they might have been able to pay Big Worm back. Now, we may never get the answer to that question, but what I believe we have done is answered the big question of why do we love Friday so much? Like I said before, before I started my podcast, I decided to ask a diverse demographic of people why they love Friday. And they gave me different answers. But the one answer that was consistent across the board, regardless of race, gender, whether they grew up in the hood, whether they've ever smoked weed before, none of that mattered. There was one answer that was universal across the board, and that was they could relate to the movie. And that's what made Friday so successful. That's why people loved it so much. We have all had a Friday off that we weren't supposed to have off, whether we called in sick when we weren't sick, play hooky from school, or some of y'all probably did get fired on your day off for stealing boxes. But either way, we have all had a Friday like that where we was just chilling with our friend that may get you in trouble, but he gonna keep you entertained. The dynamics between Craig and his parents, dealing with a bully, having a crush on the neighborhood beauty. I think the director, Gary F. Gray, explained it well. He said that this movie was basically Leave It to Beaver before the hood. What I want you guys to do now is see Friday again for the first time. What is it about Friday that makes you love it so much? What is it that you relate to? Now, your boy may or may not have been born in the late 70s. So that means when I saw the movie, I was around Craig's age. And so then I was able to relate to Craig. But watching it again for the first time, I was able to relate to Craig's parents. So when you see Friday again for the first time, what is it that you were able to relate to back then? And what are you able to relate to now? Learn a little something about yourself through film. And like I always say, you can go down to your local neighborhood video store and rent Friday. You can stream it on Amazon. Or I'm sure some of y'all still got the bootleg back in 1995 when the movie first came out. And be on the lookout for that next promo for the next episode of See It Again for the first time. I'm out. And mama cooked the breakfast with no kind of hungry now you know i think i might make me one of them breakfasts for dinner steak potatoes pancake man that sound good i hope i got two things that match